Assalamu alaikum. Today, in this episode, I will read an essay that I wrote a while back about animation and the metaphysical. The animation world changed a lot since it all started. We remember the Disney beginnings and we immediately see a desire to break out from the confines of reality. In the short Little Red Riding Hood from 1922, we immediately find a desire to anthropomorphize cats, represent souls, and bring musical notes to life. This tendency sheds light on an element, usually only artists and philosophers can relate to. That element is the knowledge of how much our imagination can wondrously explore infinite possibilities and its ability to teach us through such explorative openness. Today, animation is pushing for more abstraction and towards an elevated sense of reality or what constitutes it. The future of animation lies in its ability to explore the imagination in ways that we are not merely that are not merely representational, making the viewer therefore through metaphysics much more attuned to his self and its relation to the environment. When we look at art throughout time, we notice trends that reflect an overall esteem. For the longest time, there was an admiration for realism and a hope for accurate representation. In the book Practices of Looking, realism is described as the term realism typically refers to a set of conventions, or sorry, quote, the term realism typically refers to a set of conventions or a style of art or representation that is understood at a given historical moment to accurately represent nature or the real or to convey and interpret accurate or universal meanings about people, objects, and events in the world. End quote. Sturkin and Catwright. In the exploration of perspective, a new door was opened. It defined how an observer is placed within the represented environment. Perspective refers to a set of systems or mechanisms used to produce representations of objects in space as if seen by an observer through a window or frame, end quote. Sorry, open quote before the word perspective. That was by also Sturkin and Catwright. With this advancement, the observer became an essential part in the constructing of an image, hence bringing in subjectivity into the complex structure of meaning in Western art practices. This was the first introduction of perspective into art. Fast or, or, or subjectivity into art. Fast forward and we see Frank Thompson and Ollie Johnson speak of a new transformation in the art world. This transformation does not only define the place of the observer in relation to his frame of reference, but also the place of what is in the frame of reference in relation to its observer. Open quote. For some presumptuous reason, man feels the need to create something that speaks out with authority a creation that gives the illusion of life end quote that was by johnson or, or um uh, one of uh, ollie johnson one of the great nine men of disney the creation of this illusion cleared the space for a new kind of experience with art one that makes the observer fear observer feel for what is animated this conceptual spiritual relationship lately has been the essential goal of mainstream animation in order to accurately represent the relationship between the animated character and the audience who perceives it and feels for it, an accurate representation of reality by the use of an ever-advanced technology was needed. Once again, realism dominates the art world and this, okay, and in this case, the animation industry. Due to the very sophisticated technology developed in the early 21st century, animators became no longer interested with the abstract. 
the space and openness provided by the animated medium became of lesser interest for the artist, but the strict representation of reality present in the latest highly technical and detailed CG films became much more important. In the movie Man and the Moon, layout artist Ken O'Connor conceived space travel quite accurately 12 years before actual travel happened. Animators can explore dimensions with infinite depth, and due to the inclusion of time and the movement of complex characters in space, the animated medium is an open metaphysical playground. Difficult technical concepts that only philosophers tend to think of, like the idea of living in a simulation, or usually tossed around, are usually tossed around only in academia, but are now represented easily in cartoons like Rick and Morty, for example. In an article from the Religion Dispatches at the University of Southern California, writer Liana Strauss identified five reasons why animation is the modern medium that can best represent such metaphysical concepts. First one, of course, is total physical freedom. The limitations cast by the physical world are non-existent in animation. In Adventure Time, for example, a four-dimensional being can be constructed and turned into a black hole. A, char a character can grow into the size of the sun or shrink to the size of an atom. With such freedom, open thought experiments are possible and the medium does not just let you play with perspective and the illusion of life, but with life in and of itself or the laws of the universe. Second was the very essence of, anim of an animated church. Second was that the very essence of an animated short does not necessarily need an action sequence that is hyper-realistic and explosive. A sophisticated conversation in a beautifully drawn and animated environment is enough to capture the attention of a viewer who is already watching a work of art. Animation also bypasses language, it transcends its limitation and does not get caught up in trying to explain something with tough words. Problems with perception, explained by Kant or Ibn al-Haytham, can just be displayed in a Futurama episode when Bender, after a long adventure, realizes it was all in his imagination. As the author Liana explained, it's about the idea, not the jargon. End quote. Sorry. End point quote, it's about the idea, not the jargon. End quote. <laughs> the final two are that weird becomes normal and that people aren't offended by stuff in cartoons. I don't necessarily accept these two reasons at face value, but I do appreciate the observation. Total philosophical freedom in animation can be a nihilistic abyss, like the piece The External World by David O'Reilly, a piece that is in utter conflict with the philosophy of Walt Disney, explained by John Hinch. Open quote. I know he looked at entertainment as something more than escape. There was a kind of reassurance. He always made people feel good. This is uh, what... Uh, was written in the book Book of Life about how Disney thought of animation. Deconstructionist French philosophies trying to liquidate all structures are dangerous in my opinion and not helpful in relating to the self and environment. Rick and Morty really, on the other hand, is the one show that pushes such, such boundaries intelligently. Why? Normally we expect cartoons to behave according to a particular genre, but in Rick and Morty, you move from one intellectual theme to the next and then to the daily struggles of a teenager with ease. Offensive material or dark, deep topics can also be tackled in a cartoon. In a Rick and Morty episode, for example, existential concerns are presented, but due to the cartoon nature of everything, unlike live action, they don't trigger a horrific response. 
Liana finally ends the article, article <laughs> with an observation who, worth remembering about the philosophical nature of animation. She states, open quote, Cartoons are theoretical by nature, so they turn into theory easily. A new philosophy in the public sphere is on the rise. It's more playful, open-ended, and makes such serious questions easier in contemplation and discussion. Throughout this essay, or this podcast, <laughs> I ventured in a simple research into what cultural theorists had to say about the visual realm, what American animators from Disney had to say about it, and finally what the latest writers in 21st century philosophy had to say about animation and its relation to the abstract or the conceptual. A common theme emerges, with, with, a common theme emerges which I alluded to in my introduction, which is openness. This openness or free space really helps in exploring content prolifically. This exploration matters on many plateaus that we may not appreciate, but are of significant importance. Exploring content allows for new perceptions, like an origami movement. It will unfold from a single perception towards an infinite am am amount within the individual psyche. This origami-like movement, explained by the quantum theorist David Bohm, the relationship between the implicit order and the explicit order in nature, is similar to the relationship between the observer and that which is observed. Not only does the free space found in animation unfold diverse perceptions within the animator's psyche and within the psyche of his audience, it also retroactively distinguishes the imagination and its abstractness from reality, through contrast, of course, and its, and its concreteness. Not to get too technical with this philosophical language, but the openness found in animation, by contrast, makes clear the strict natural laws found in nature. French philosopher Gilles Deleuze also explains it, and his philosophy is essential in understanding this concept. In the book Enfoldment and Infinity by Laura Marx, comments on Deleuze, she comments on Deleuze and explains, open quote, Information may also unfold into an image. Images and information come into the world and roll back into the infinite in a ceaseless flow of unfolding and infolding. With that said, the information unfolded onto an image from the implicit to the explicit is made by the artist and is hence reflective of his image or form and information or content. Due to this conceptual understanding that links what an animator thinks of and what he draws, we can conclude that his work will always reflect his ideas and hence will always be philosophical to some extent. With that in mind, the openness and free space inherently found in animation makes the medium substantially much more explorative and capable of representing philosophies and perceptions that may never work in strict live action. Returning to the idea of unfolding the infinite diversity, the, the infinite, uh, div, excuse me. <laughs> Returning to the idea of unfolding the infinite diversity within the individual, this mystical union is only possible through the experience of a new perception that makes diversity actually present. Animation, due to that represented metaphysical freedom, helps in actualizing that reality, making new perceptions possible. This process, hence, if approached by the animator, animator meaningfully and with a proper acceptance of balance, diverse perceptions can, like what Strauss mentioned, bring philosophy into the public sphere. Animation can simplify concepts through its openness. It can make nature appear distinct in contrast with our limitless imagination. And finally, because of that, it can allow us to know nature better while also knowing 
our diverse selves even more. In conclusion, one must be very careful in this openness that animation can provide, yet must also never fall into one extreme against the other. Let's not forget that Walt Disney also said beautifully, animation can explain whatever the mind of man can conceive. Let us therefore also explore that imaginations, that imagination and bring about new concepts and perceptions that will teach us how to live better in our increasing diversity that longs for unity. Thank you. That was the essay. So, um, to put it simply, this essay really is about how animation is an open sphere or an open medium. Why did I say that? I mean, I used, I just went through this essay. But what I meant is that you can draw things in animation medium or in animation that are literally impossible to represent in reality, in live action. I mean, you can always merge uh, visual effects with live action and therefore get those results uh, but it may take a lot more time uh, we still don't suspend belief you know we're still watching and we think this is kind of real you know because they're real people so things get a little um uh, you know the the people yeah when we, when we when we put too much visual effects on a movie we we tend to observe it uh, as live action and and when we see things that are totally out of this world like let's say a fourth dimensional being coming into existence or uh, within like a piece of rice uh, lies a whole communion of uh, uh, creatures existing without boundary or sorry existing within that small boundary but it perceives whoever is outside of it as its creator or something all these things are much easier to represent in animation because we also watch them knowing this is not true and therefore when we know it's not true we don't near merely look at this uh, as entertainment no we actually look at this and would be able to understand new concepts and, uh, and perceive new concepts uh, through this medium uh, since it, it like I said it edits and plays and mingles and, and bends reality itself, the physical nature of the world itself. So if we knew that there was gravity in this world and we knew that there was this uh, entropy or there were all these laws that govern uh, nuclear uh, attractions or, or, or chemical reactions or whatever kind of, uh, of scientific truths that are present in the world, in animation, we can bend those and if we bend them we can explore new concepts and new ideas and new ways of understanding since uh the medium is so open to the imagination and the self uh not actualization but the self-production expression of a person um and of course there is the element of time uh since it's a, it's a sequence of images playing almost like a dream uh we really can tell a story uh, and we can tell and in stories of course we find wisdom and we find ethics we find also con uh, explorations of ethics and exploration or of ethical problems or of, of uh, 
uh, moral dilemmas. All of this is open due to the storytelling factor as well. It's not merely an image that is present there that can only only tell a limited set of words or a limited sense, uh, set of ideas. But no, it's an actual story with a beginning, middle, and an end, a character arc, a journey, a hero's journey, or or, or what have you. And it can be linear. It can be non-linear. It can be a dream. It can be uh, a hallucination. It can be so many things that are usually not perceived by us as people in the normal world or in the real world, world, but can be presented on the screen through the animated medium. Um, so that was kind of my uh, thesis or my idea. Uh, it's really just a conceptual thing, like an abstract uh, concept or an abstract uh, deliberation on this a uh, kind of uh, beautiful um, uh, it's caveat or a nice uh, I like I don't know it's an idea or a, or a, a beneficial uh, tip <laughs> about animation I guess it's not it's nothing big uh, but it's interesting to think of animation in that way to me at least I think that allows us to or redirects an animation and animators mind towards being more imaginative being more explorative uh and and that is actually what attracted me to animation since an early age because that is my profession and that is what i do uh the the element of of imagination and openness uh i never liked an animation that was too real that looked too natural i like things that explored new worlds and dimensions uh weird even science, I didn't care that it represented science too well. I cared about it being extra or trans science, ultra, super science, different, magical, maybe fantastic, uh, beyond things, not random. Things happen for a reason. I, 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 I love this in animation. This was the thing that attracted me the most uh, in the animated medium. And I think, I mean, this is my personal thing, but I think, I think this is generally uh or objectively let's say is what is attractive about animation i mean we don't like a character we like a character who's abstract who looks more like a basic shape a circle or a square or, or a triangle or a nice we don't like them being too uh rigid or or, or scribbly uh, we sometimes we do actually in, in experimental animation but we enjoy basic shapes we enjoy them being abstract representations of the real we don't, we don't want them to be totally real that's why they have this cartoonized characterized feel to them that is interesting so that was my two cents as i say about this and uh thank you guys very much i'll see you later bye bye